and in the lives of everyone in this room. You know everything about them. And Lord, I just pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would still, that you would still that mind. Lord, that you would bring peace to the heart. And that you would heal brokenness. That you would save to the uttermost. And we ask this now in Jesus' name. Amen. So look, it's great to be here. I'm all the way from Dublin in Ireland. For those who don't know me, this is, my name is Hammy. And my name is Tommy, but they call me Hammy. It's a nickname I've had since I'm eight years of age and I can't get rid of it. Uh, so... It's Pastor Hammy from Dublin. And, um, but it's great to be here this morning. Can I just say, isn't Jesus amazing? Yeah. But isn't Jesus awesome, isn't he? You know, just to be able to come into his presence, to bask in the arms and the presence of Almighty God. Everything else just flows away, doesn't it? It's immaterial. It has no substance but him and his presence. And what a privilege it is to be able to do that as Christians, as born-again believers. You know, I had a word for this church just as we were worshiping, and the word is this. Stop looking in. Stop looking in. Stop looking in at your mess. Stop looking in at your faults and your failings. Stop looking in at yourself. Stop looking around. This world is hopeless. Stop looking around and start looking up. Start looking up. We have a God that knows everything that we go through, everything that we're facing. And let me tell you that God is in the moment of everything. He's in the moment of everything. He knows what you need before you even ask of it. He knows when to save you. He says just at the right time, when we were powerless, at the right time, the right time, God knew your time to be saved. Isn't that amazing? Why, Lord, did I go through all of this stuff in my life? Why did you put me in that family? Why did you put me in that job? Why did you give me that wife? Why did you give me that husband? <laughs> There's a marriage prep course going on here. <laughs> but I want to talk about freedom this morning. It's a message that the Lord has put on my heart. And you know, we talk about freedom as Christians and we live in bondage a lot of the time. Every one of us at times have an identity crisis where we don't know who we are. David had an identity crisis. He says, who am I? And it's all right to have this identity crisis. Who am I that you are mindful of me? It's all right to feel like that. Why me, Lord? Why did you save me? Because it causes appreciation in your heart. Why did you save me and you're not saving so many others? Why me? Wasn't that beautiful? That the Lord would choose to save a, a wretch like me 
Andrew, don't call me a wretch, Hammy. I wasn't as bad as you were. I wasn't as bad as Daniel back there. He was really bad. But just at the right time, I'm trying to get my computer up here. Here we go. So we're going to talk about freedom this morning. We're not only going to talk about freedom, we're going to walk out into freedom. We're going to walk out into all that God has for us. Amen. This journey is not a journey of boredom, but a journey of blessing. Amen. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. We've been redeemed, it says, from an empty way of life. We are chosen of God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We are the chosen ones. We are the redeemed ones. We are the called out ones. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know where this is going to go, but I'm coming along for the void. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So Sam Torty says this. I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths. You did not let my enemies glow over me. Lord, my God, I call to you for help. And you healed me. What's your name, honey? I call to you for help. And you healed me. You know, people look at the drug addict and the alcoholic and people that's bound in this world and say, well, they're bound. But a lot of us can be bound internally. A lot of us can be broken internally and we can't see a way out of the mess. A lot of us consider ourselves failures. That we are not who God has called us to be. Yeah, but God in his infinite wisdom still choose to save us. That should blow your mind. Do you know me, Lord? Do you know me? Do you know my weaknesses? Do you, do you know my failings? Do you know my, my mess? And yet you choose to save me. Lord, my God. Lord, my God. I called to you for help, and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead. You spared me from going down into the pit. Isn't this glorious? You know, we needed to be born again of God's Spirit. We needed to be born a second time. Did you know that? Because the first time we were born, we were born unto death. The second time we were born, we were born unto life. We were born unto life, people. There's life in me. When I look in at myself, all I should see is Jesus and the power and glory of God living in me. I shouldn't see who I used to be or who I am. I should see him in all his glory. The word of God says that it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. I don't ask him to come. He's already here. 
Oh, come on, people. Wakey, wakey, pinch your neighbor and say, wake up. Give them a slap. It's holy. Lay hands on them. We're alive. I'm born again. I don't know what sort of life you came from, but I tell you one thing. I'm glad that Jesus rescued me when he did. I came from a life of debauchery, a life of addiction, a life of violence, a life of evil. And even in the midst of all of that, he reached down and lifted me up out of the pit. And he has given me something to rejoice for. Because I am now written in the Lamb's book of life. I am saved by the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. So it says it is for freedom that Christ has set me free. Freedom that Christ Jesus has set me free. A lot of us take that scripture, put it on a piece of paper, and throw it on the fridge, and we see it every morning, and we say, it is for freedom that Christ has set me free. But he doesn't finish there. He doesn't finish there. It is for freedom that Christ Jesus has set me free. But then he says this, stand firm. Stand firm and do not be moved from your place of freedom. So Paul's writing to the Galatian church and it's, I'm thinking, asking of the Lord all week, what is the freedom that, that you are talking about? Is it a freedom from fear that so many People of God are, are, are under people of, of fear, freedom from anxiety and addiction to this, that, or the other. What is this freedom that we're talking about here that He has set me free from? We're talking to the Galatian church, it's religion. I have freed you from religion. You know, we do a lot of deliverance in our church. And uh, a lot of deliverance in our church. Major deliverance, mega deliverance. And I just want to tell you this quick story. Once we had this man, and he was a hitman, murderer. And he came into church, and he gave his life to Jesus. And we were deliver, delivering him from a spirit of murder because he was a hitman. Obviously had a problem there. And uh, I seen this man grow. He was about five foot six, and he grew to about seven foot six right in front of my eyes. He grew two foot in front of my eyes, in front of our eyes. Two foot. I'm looking at him. I'm quite tall myself. And I'm looking at him, and as I'm looking at him, he's going up. And the spirit that was in him was so strong, and I'm saying, come out, you murderous spirit. And I came out, not a problem. 
But there was still this strong man in him. This power in him. And no matter how much we came against it, it was like, boom, fighting back. He would jump at me and to about two mil. I hate you. I hate you. And the spirit that he was carrying, even as a murderer, was a religious spirit. A religious spirit. The power over his life was religion. So when Paul says that Jesus has come to set us free, it's to set us free from religion. Because religion will always keep us in bondage. I got thinking about Nicodemus this morning. It says Nicodemus came to Jesus in the middle of the night. And I just got thinking about that. He wanted what Jesus had to offer. Nicodemus was probably one of the most religious men ever. And he came to Jesus at night. And can I tell you why he came to Jesus at night? Because religion will always keep you in darkness. He wasn't ashamed to come to Jesus in the day, but his religion and what he carried always wanted to keep him in the darkness. The Bible says that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Who is the truth? The way. The truth. And the life. I believe in the freedom of Christ. I believe that Jesus sets captives free. I believe it. I don't believe it because I've read it. I don't believe it because I, have, I was taught it. I believe it because I've experienced it. I've experienced his freedom in my life in every area. You brought me up from the realm of the dead. The Bible says that sin leads to death. I'm no longer dead. I'm alive. I'm alive. I was dead for 34 years, but now I'm alive. But I'm not only alive. I walk in resurrection life. I live in resurrection power. Oh, I take the full value of what he has accomplished on that cross. I don't let any of it go. Everything, it says, is mine in Christ Jesus. Everything. I can do all things. I'm called to be an overcomer. I'm no longer a victim. I don't throw pity parties anymore. I'm a victor. I'm an overcomer. It's Christ in me. The hope of glory. He says that no weapon that comes against me will prosper. He says that when I pray, the heavens open and he comes. 
to answer me. Do you know him? Do you know him? You know, I've entitled this message this morning, Watch Your Story. Watch Your Story. That's a slang word for us in Dublin. I mean, me people say, oh, what's a story? But the Lord gave me this, and he says, what's your story? Tell me your conversion story. Tell me about the day you met with him. Tell me about the day you cried out from the bottom of that pit for him to come to save you. Tell me about that day he took you from the realm of the dead. Tell me about that day he poured his life into you. Folks, we should be getting excited about this stuff. We've got a story to tell. As a born-again believer in Christ Jesus, he has given us a story to tell. What's your story? We don't share in salvation. So if you're a son or a daughter with your mother and father here today, you can't take hold of their salvation. You have to get your own. It says, my mother, my father, my sister, my brother, my uncle, my auntie, my church didn't call out from the realms of the dead. It says, I called out. He's a very personal saviour. What's your story? I once heard a famous preacher say that if you don't have a conversion story, you're most likely not a convert. I met Jesus in 2002. I think it was Tuesday night between nine, quarter to nine and nine. I had an encounter with Jesus that was to change my life forever. He took hold of me in a pit in the realm of the dead, and he made me alive. He made me a new creature. He changed my heart. He put a, a different perspective in my mind. He put a hope and a purpose. Watch your story. What's your story? Tell me your story. When did you meet him? See, we come from Ireland. And Ireland, I don't know what this country is like, but in Ireland, we're very religious. We have Catholicism. And man, that's heavy tack. It's heavy. And a lot of us can settle into religion, can't we? We can do the deal. Go through the motions, it feels good. I would say that Catholicism is probably one of the best faiths in the world. Because it teaches I can live as I please, and at the end, because I was baptized as a baby, 
I'm getting into glory. I don't need the cross as my entry point. I have baptism as a baby, something that I didn't even choose. Do you get what I'm saying? But a cost for nothing. It's a deception and it's a lie. And I believe that God has sent me here today. I don't believe that this has been ordained by an administrator in 412. I believe that God has sent me here today to tell you this. I want to hear your story. Share your story. When did you get saved? When did you get born again? Well, I just grew into it. There's no grown into it. There's no grown into it. <laughs> There's no grown into it. You must be born again. You must be born again. You must be born again. Unless a man be born again of the spirit of the living God. Well, you know the rest. Bible says that the steps of a righteous man are ordained by the Lord. And now I stand in a righteousness that's not my own, but a righteousness that's of Christ Jesus. I know what he done for me. I know how he covers me. I know him as the king of all kings. I know him as the one that lifted me up out of the pit. I see him do it with so many others that cry out to him from that pit. So it is for freedom that Christ has set me free. You know, everything in this life is temporal, except one thing, and it's God's goodness. God's goodness to each and every one of us, even here today. But do you believe at times we complicate this journey? I do. Personally speaking, I complicate it. Man, look at me, six foot five. In all my bigness, and so many times I try to be God. Have you ever tried to be God? I have done that. For the last 22 years, I've done it loads of times. I've tried to carry the burdens that this world has put upon me. I have done it all the time. I have a church. I've tried to carry the church, man. Carrying church is heavy tech. You don't want to try carry church. We love you and all of that, but man, you can be heavy at times. <laughs> this journey <clears throat> that we're on can become a and bored and instead of a blessing. And that's not what that's not what this it's not what you died for. 
That's not what Jesus died for. Jesus says, I've come to give you life and, and life in abundance. And, you know, even in the pit, you can praise him. Even in the fire, you can rejoice and rejoice again. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear no evil. For he is with me. He is with me. He says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. It's by grace you've been saved through faith. And, and this is not of yourself. It, it's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. The cross was a gift. It was a gift. And we've religiousized it. Put it around our neck. Got a tattooed on our arm with a fancy scripture. It is for freedom that Christ has set me free. But I'm still bound. See, in forgiveness, there's always freedom. In forgiveness, there's always freedom. It is for freedom that Christ has set me free. Stand firm. Stand firm. Do not be moved. Do not be shaken. Fight the good fight of faith. Run this race to win. Don't give up. Don't give in. Take hold of him. Be born again. Get born again. Give your life to Jesus. Allow him to direct you into all that you've been born for. It says the wind blows. You don't see where it's coming from. You, you don't see where it's going. So it is for all of those who are born of his spirit. What is my life is what? Why am I here? What did you save me for? You know, we look around at South Africa and you can see what's going on and you can say, Lord, we need revival! We need revival! Should a prayer of our hearts not be revive me? Revive me that I can bring a change into my skills. That I can bring a change into my workplace. Set me on fire. Oh. Set me on fire. You know, it's not just the tongue that sets a forest on fire. 
uh, bones should be born in with the gospel of hope, the gospel of peace, the gospel of power. What's your story? When did you meet him? When did you get born again? Well, I grow into it. No, you didn't grow into it. You can't grow into it. You can't. I thought, open it. No, you wouldn't. You're being deceived. Put it on the foot. It's a deception. It's a lie. When did you come to Calvary? What was your experience of the cross? Was I happy, clappy? I'm loving this, Lord. This feels good. Go to a football match. Do all of that. Don't watch football. I'm going to watch Ireland beat the Springboks next week. (laughs) So what are we talking about here today? What is it to be truly free? What is it to be truly born again of God's Spirit? Well, the Christian life is a life of power. A life that can take the likes of me and and Daniel and change us. You know, last year, can I do a little bit of a testimony here? I was with Daniel and his mate last last year when we were here for the conference. and I'm going to give God the glory. Is that okay? Can I give God the glory? So I'm talking to Daniel... And I'm saying, man, the Lord has seriously got to do a, a walk on his head because he is far from Jesus. He's telling me his stories, and I shared them in Dublin. I won't share them over here. <laughs> and I'm saying, man, he's like my son, lost, completely lost. And, you know, sometimes you look at people and say, you know, the Lord, he's done it for me, but can he really do it for him? And I'm seeing him there this morning, and he's, he's praising Jesus with his beautiful girlfriend, wife-to-be. And it's just, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. There's just this love, not for Daniel, not for his wife, but for Jesus. Because he can do the impossible. He can take the nothing and make him something. From the guttermost to his uttermost. Folks, we need to get on fire for Jesus. We need to start walking this freedom out. We need to get excited about the things of God. We need to stop relying on religious tradition to get me through the day because that's a burden. It's a burden. Religion is a burden. It keeps you in the dark. It keeps you in the dark. Jesus is the light of life. I read out Psalm 30 for this simple reason. If you listen to them few, I read them few uh, lines of Scripture, it says this, I will exalt you, 
for you. Lord, my God, I call to you. You, Lord, brought me up out of the realm of the dead. You spared my life. See, it's all about him. The church didn't do it. A denomination didn't do it. A tradition didn't do it. My pastor couldn't do it. It was him. This walk that we walk is not natural. It's supernatural. It says the weapons that we have are, are not carnal. They're not fleshly. But have divine power to pull down strongholds. You're looking at Superman here. Like sometimes you feel like, you're, who do you think you are saying this stuff? But I can do all things to Christ Jesus who, who gives me strength. That's not just some things, that's all things. I think that's good. So Paul says this. I don't know where I am. I had a little leg timer. About 20 minutes in. We've another couple of hours. And if you have religious, we've an extra three hours. <laughs> It'll probably feel like 24 hours. But listen to what Paul says. I, Paul, an apostle, sent not from men, nor by man, but by Jesus Christ. And God the Father, who raised him from the dead. And all the brothers and sisters with me. See, Paul's appointment was never of human origins. Not by man, not by any man, but by Jesus and God the Father. And then he says, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from this present evil age according to the will of God our Father. To him be glory forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. This is not natural, folks. This is supernatural. Think about it. I was dead, but now I'm alive. I was blind, but now I see. I was deaf, but now I hear. I was lost, but now I'm found. This walk that we walk has nothing got to do with tradition. Being brought up in a church can't save you. Going to a Bible study can't save you. Being part of the leadership team can't save you. 
unless a man be born again of the Spirit of God, he will not enter the kingdom of God. Jesus says, repent, for the kingdom of God is near. Kingdom of God is near. Jesus is in this place today. His presence is here. His life is here. Jesus wants to reveal himself to you in such a personal way that you're no longer walking in boredom, but in blessing. Now, there's some folks in this room and you're so bound, and I'm saying this with all respect, by religion, you can't see a way out. It's a boredom. It's hard work. Man, does this not get any better? Woe is me. Jesus wants to bring freedom into your life today. Freedom from fear. Freedom from fear. Can Jesus do that? Can Jesus free me from fear today? Do I not have to do six, six weeks of counseling? Twelve years of therapy? Can Jesus set you free today? But what about my anxiety, honey? Can Jesus set you free from that today? You can't. What about addiction? Oh, Hammy, you don't know what I'm bound for. In a moment, he sets the captives free. In a moment. This is our God. This is our God. This is the God we're singing about. Walking out of the grave. It's not just a song. A lot of us walk out of the grave and we leave the dead clothes on us. Take off the dead clothes. You know, I believe, just as Paul said there, Paul, an apostle, sent not by man, not by any man, but by God and by Jesus Christ. It's not being proud saying that we're here today because God has ordained it. I'm preaching a message on freedom. If we just go away, if, if we just put that away in the Bible, it is for freedom, it's just words. But these are not words, this is truth. And God, in his mercy and in his grace, has asked me, I came 19 hours to this place. That's a heavy trick. To tell you the message of freedom. That come out of religion. Come out of tradition. And I don't know this church. I'm just preaching as the Spirit of God leads me. And be free. Because it is for freedom that he has set you free. If you are here today and you are carrying fear. If, you're loyal, if your life is a burden. If you're depressed. If you're addicted. There's freedom here today. 
I'm telling you. I've experienced it. Haven't read about it. Haven't been taught about it. I've experienced it firsthand. He says, come to me. Come to me, all you who are wearied and burdened. Take my yoke upon you. For my yoke is easy and my, my burden is light. It's a privilege, it's an honor to follow Jesus with all that I am, to hold nothing back, to give him everything because he gave everything for me. So where are you at this morning in your walk? Come on, folks, let's get real. Let's get real about this today. Who wants to change South Africa? Okay, there's not one person here. Oh, hold on. There's four hands gone up there, folks. That's not good. Who wants to change South Africa? Thank you, Jesus. It's about 15 hands gone up there. I don't know how many's in the room, but I'm not even going to say anything more about that. Who wants to be filled with the Holy Ghost? Who wants to come into something new today? Oh, I'm not getting this, folks. Come on, help me here. <laughs> help me. Yes, they don't. There was only five hands. I've got, God's blessed me with education. <laughs> I can count to ten. After that, I struggle. Folks, this is serious. You need to stop whining, stop complaining, stop moaning and stop groaning about what we see around us. And we need to start doing something about it. Amen. We need to be filled on a daily basis with His Holy Ghost. We need to be filled to overflowing. That people see us on the street and say, man, I want what you have. Instead of running the opposite direction. Don't want what you have. It's that Christianity. You know, I read a little snippet in a book that Brenda is reading on the plane journey over here, and it's from Billy Graham, and it's about his life. And he says a Hindu man comes to him. And I don't like this. I really don't like it. I don't think it's the way us Christians should be talking. So this Hindu man comes to him and says, I will be a Christian once you show me one. And Billy Graham spends years preaching from that thing. But if that Hindu man had been in front of me asking that question, show me a Christian, I would say, here, have a look. Have a look. This is what Christ can do with the dead. This is what happens when I repent of my sin. This is what happens when I put my faith in Jesus. He makes me new. You want to see a Christian? Look at me. I think that's good. <laughs> oh, come on, folks. Are we ready? Can I move this? Can I move this out of the way? 
Let us do something amazing for Jesus today. Let's be serious for one minute. If you want to hold on to what you're carrying, sit in your seat. I'm serious. If we believe that this is a divine moment, if we believe that the message that is spoken here is directly from God, well, I believe that God wants to do something with that message today. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're going to come to Jesus. Each and every one of us in this room. And we're going to be changed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I just say first and foremost, just everybody just close your eyes. Remove the religious sort of exercise out of their mind. Just get, get rid of that for a minute. It's nothing got to do with religion, this hasn't. It's all about his relationship, amen? And this is a day that the Lord has made. And I can tell you, brother and sister, that you are going to rejoice in it because the Holy Spirit is going to do such a walk in your heart that your life will never, ever be the same again. So we're head bowed. Every one of us, let's just pray this prayer of faith, as the Spirit of God just leads us out. Amen. Do I hear an amen? Amen. amen. Hallelujah. So, Lord Jesus, I choose today to come out of religion, to come out of tradition. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to forgive me for settling for second best. Lord Jesus, I choose you today. I choose you to walk in your freedom, to live in your life and abound in your life. I ask you, Holy Spirit, oh, blessed Lord Jesus, I ask you, Holy Spirit, Come and invade every area of my life. Oh, Jesus. Lord, I give you my fear. I give you my fear. I lay it at your feet today, Jesus. Fear is gone in the name of Jesus. I give you my anxiety. I give you my heart. I give you my shame. I give you my grief. I give you my mourning. And Lord Jesus, from this day forward, I choose follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated.